Who wants a thin treat? Me. Oh my god, they're so. Uh, will good. they make me thin? Yes. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see that? That catch? was a great did, catch. Yeah. I got. A, I caught Thank that in midair too. That's what? great. One? Oh yes, see? I love you so Art? much. Sorry, Brian. White chocolate. <laughs> That's all right. Get white out of here. chocolate. See, yeah. Paul. She's I'm Paul the, too. Uh, yeah, I like white chocolate <gasps> too. Yeah, <gasps> I, I, I prefer there was it so to dark few chocolate. Of us, but yeah, well, I like white chocolate. But this is get out of here, you chocolate You don't. You don't. Sorry, Brian. Reese's peanut butter cup thins. I wish you could have one. Brian. I am a fan. Here, Brian, I'll, I'll put it through the phone. Oh, it's not working. Time go. Sorry. <laughs> Today on the Geek Out Podcast, White Noise Baby Sleep is the name of an actual artist on Spotify. <laughs> Same with on-hold music, air conditioner sounds, and jazz music therapy for cats. Ooh. Borat 2 and Cobra Kai Season 3 coming soon. Oh, I got all the bad news. <laughs> Dune and No Time to Die delayed. Okay. We're going to review and recommendation movies, shows, podcasts, maybe for 45 minutes again. Oh my! <laughs> and Batman and Superman just had their Infinity War snap moment, but it didn't mean anything. <laughs> Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to bed! The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 105. We record this on Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. Full pod crew! Full pod crew! Kirsten comes in and it's like, I was listening to last week's pod and you go to reviews and recommendations and I look and there's 45 minutes left. Yeah, we we talked about a lot of things. So <laughs> Kirsten hasn't gotten through last week's pod, nope. but anyway. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. I'm DJ Boytano. You can hear me on the Weekend Zone 10 to 4 and doing the mixtape uh, every weekday in the Afternoon Zone. I'm Bob Lucino and I host that Afternoon Zone. I have nothing more this week. Whoa! I, yeah, I didn't but you don't encourage him to leave that. Do you know what? I yeah. can actually let me oh, think no. for a second. I'm sure I could find something. You were no, right, Kirsten. <laughs> Get the fuck to it. No, wait, oh, Kirsten. No. Did you watch the social dilemma? Oh yeah, you've had a month. <laughs> I was uh, no. Oh my god! You haven't. Oh my god! So I was gonna say I was waiting. <gasps> I was waiting to, to say die. that. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much uh, wow. for uh, missing me for the last two weeks. The first podcast was great because <laughs> I wasn't there. And then you guys like talked that. about the social dilemma for 45 minutes. And <laughs> there's Paul being like, I really hope Kirsten's enjoying her holiday. And we're listening to you guys talk about the social dilemma and you like rehash our argument that we had. And did and I do a pretty decent job was of- yell at car and I was like so angry just I feel like I was just like oh I feel like a, a like a listener must do listening to some of the stupid things that we say all the time oh good <laughs> yelling oh, good. and screaming you know how a listener must do um, <laughs> sorry but listeners do you uh but, but didn't I do a halfway decent job of like saying your points for you even though I diametrically disagreed generally with what all the bullshit you no, said. Art did a really good job of uh, having my counterpoints, but yes, Paul. This crushes Paul because he likes to talk for everybody. Oh. <laughs> but no, I'll what? watch it one day. Get Did around to back. it. It wasn't a holiday movie. Art, say your intro, please. <laughs> She's right. Uh, my name is Art Aronson. <laughs> 
I'm Kirsten James. And, but no, I what? did have another okay. thing. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. I had another thing. A social <laughs> dilemma. Done. Um, not done. You didn't watch it. <laughs> you talked about it. Not talking. Check. Okay. Because uh, you came in with a list of things w- with your podcast, but I only have <laughs> two things. Okay. So that. And two. So last that. week, you guys also spent like half an hour <laughs> talking about. Um, the Haunting of Bly Manor, and oh my gosh, this is so innovative and so weird, and how is this going to work that the same characters are playing? Here comes horror And again, I was yelling, American Horror Story has been doing oh, it for nine my God, seasons. Right. Kathy Bates, Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, Jessica Lange, nine seasons the they've same, been doing this. The same, but different? Yeah, same, 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 but different. Anyway. Oh, wow. But see, it's great, because it's not like I'm just, I'm, 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 what did I say? A listener? Because I can actually come in here and yell at you guys. Just like a listener do. Just like a listener do. So the gist of what you're saying is that we ruined your holiday. You I yelled so much at my car. And out of spite, she didn't watch The Social Dilemma. That's right. Yeah, I really feel bad for your husband that you make him listen to our horrible podcast <laughs> while he's driving. Did, uh, here's a question. Kristen spent two full weeks driving around our beautiful province. How much of the driving did you do? What percentage would you say? Mm, I would say that I only did about 30% of the driving. That's more than I would have guessed. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny really likes driving, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. And I choose the music in the podcast. Hey, see, on a, mm. on a dro- drive, that's me too. Yeah. Like, I, I prefer to drive, and if someone else can run the music, absolutely. And Johnny is a terrible navigator. Like, oh, really? so bad. So it's like, I have to do that, huh. whether I'm driving or not. Good to know. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, a weird phenomenon of people who upload music to Spotify naming their artist names as generic search terms like white noise baby sleep so that when people search white noise baby sleep they get the artist it's it's kind of a flaw in the design of the search results uh, where you know the artist that has that name has has large prominence when you click on it so uh, relaxing music therapy which is a group they get over 500,000 listens per month on Spotify just because of that name are they kind of like that though are they relaxing? Oh, yeah. It's all that same. It's all that kind of music. But here's the interesting thing. This is all in an effort to game the system. Another thing that they do is upload the same track multiple times. Uh-huh. They've, they've uploaded something about River in a Stream 600 times. Why? To, to, so that they are the results when you search for that. Oh, come on. That, something's got to be done about this. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's basically SEO spam for, uh, for Spotify, and it's not good, but it's happening. So is this lots how of people are doing Jenny West found your sex playlist? <laughs> Funny. Now, um, the thing about this is <laughs> Spotify, and back me up, Brian, but sp- <sighs> they have really got to sort some shit out. Hey, like, th- the artist's remuneration or whatever you want to call it or uh, payment completely broken and it's so stupid it would be such an easy thing to figure out and pay artists more equitably purportedly a third of a United States penny per stream don't it's so stupid do not do it per stream anymore Mm. like that's that is over now in the age of everyone's got a subscribed pay for a service there is revenue there's a revenue stream coming in there and you need to i'm sorry spotify apple music title all you guys you need to take that money and distribute it but anyways that's a different discussion but i what i really dislike is but this kind of thing you're talking about goes hand in hand with the other stuff that happens with spotify where 
you hear about musicians tailoring their music to the Spotify algorithms. Oh, right. Chorus is first because if you if you hang on for 30 seconds, then you get the stream, right? Right. So they're oh. doing their very, like there's no long fadeds anymore. There's no like starting with the four bars of instrumental. They're like, Thanks, boom, Smash right into Mouse. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's like Spotify. I think, and and all the streamers really should take a have a look at the, you know the ways that they are impacting the way that artists choose to make their music in that way, especially. And you know, here's another example: Baby Sleep Music Time, whatever. You know what I mean? Plug these holes. These feel like yes. leaks in the boat, and yeah. you gotta plug them up because you're negatively, I would say, affecting. Uh, how people are creating music and you shouldn't be that. I don't think that any other medium and maybe again, Brian, this is where I want you to back me up here. Maybe I'm wrong, but like there hasn't been any other medium that really affected the way that the art was created. Do you know what I mean? I suppose you could say like, okay, albums were such a length because this is how much music would fit on a long playing record. I suppose, but but this is something totally different. This and I is think a this sea is, change. Yeah, this is a this is an easily fixed thing that all has to do with arbitrary algorithmic things. You want me to answer now? Yeah, <laughs> I was just waiting for Ryan my turn. He's on the phone. He's uh, or he's remote from his uh, from his home studio. Thank you for not interrupting, um, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, well, do I? No, I'll let you. I'll let you. Go. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you're not a hundred percent wrong. All right. In that. that means you're some wrong. <laughs> No, well, because there's there's also like it's not new, right? Like artists sort of uh, tailoring their music for uh, a, a listening audience through through different mediums is not a new thing because there is such thing as we know as a radio edit, right? And I still get songs serviced to me uh, through labels. Uh, even just uh, here's a, here's an example. We've got a glorious sun song that we're going to be featuring. It's uh, like this beautiful slow ballad. Uh, on the album, it's five minutes long. The label has then taken that, and the, and also the Glorious Sons, they've taken that for the purpose of playing it on radio. They've trimmed it about a minute and a half, so we're we're gonna we're serviced a three and a half minute song of what is normally a five minuter. But that they do that because they know a lot of radio stations are always humming and hawing about long songs. Like they want to cram in as, as much music per hour as possible. So if like a five minute song is almost like for right. any sort of music programmer, like a deterrent, certainly so, a can con song. I mean like the hunt yeah. for a long time has been for like two minute can con songs. So it counts towards our quotas and fill then, in right before the top of the hour. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and you know what you're reminding me too, like way back at the birth of, FM rock and roll radio uh, th- like under three minutes if you could be- you know jam out a little ditty in under three that was way more likely to get picked up by the DJs for whatever reason right well imagine how much um, in in radio royalties blurs still getting for song two Hugely. or the white stripes for icky thump because that's that's for everybody all all us radio people that's the timeout song oh shoot we, you know we've, we've got two minutes before we got to hit the top of the hour let's throw on blur you know what I mean yeah. um, so that's not necessarily a new thing but the the whole thing with um you know the first 30 seconds you got to get you know hooky within the first 30 seconds that definitely is a thing like alan cross covered that in depth 
uh, one time in terms of how that's really changed people's perspectives. Um, and yeah, so and and it's kind of a weird thing too because it's like, why would you? T- why would you hack your arts uh, or, or affect your art so much for something that's paying you so little? Right. Right. And, and I agree. I've, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Like um, artists are not getting paid enough on, you know, uh, platforms like Spotify. Uh, and, uh, and it's a shame that like that, that's kind of one of the big mainstream platforms because, uh, you know, and, and so they're trying to, think of it like a lot of artists are trying to think of it as you know they're they're taking that loss so that they can grab that data to then also sell to like not sell but like uh pitch to radio stations you know and and i get i get sent that all the time look at all this streaming data for this song you should be playing this on your radio station and i think this the excuse whatever the excuse is from these streamers is baloney now that there are premium um, subscriptions, you know, they they had a model that worked when they were just streamers, you know, when they were in its infancy. But I think it's baloney right now. And I've said this. I, I don't know if I've said it to you all or on this podcast, but I pay Apple Music ten dollars a month. Apple ought to take their th- three bucks off the top of that and then distribute the rest of my seven dollars equally to the artists that I stream that month. Oh, I know somebody doing that. When Paul says artists aren't creating content for the way it's being distributed, that's fundamentally wrong. No, it's not. The medium is the message. Come on. Oh, dear God. Archman going to school. Oh, my God. No, don't treat him like that. Not Malcolm Who said that? Whose quote is that? Um, Marshall McLuhan. Marshall McLuhan. Yeah. Pretty close. Almost Malcolm McDowell. Was the guy that was in this room across the hall from us when we were at the Comic-Con. For our first Geek Out podcast. That's why we got nobody coming in to see us. So you're saying that uh, artists should be flexible to tailor to each of the mediums, right? I mean, they are. That's what they do. That's uh, their songs that you're making so people can consume them. It's just the way it is. Um, But I do do get what you're saying. Uh, Being as a guy who doesn't maybe the only person on this earth who doesn't have Spotify because I don't listen to as much music as some people do. <laughs> I'm just some wondering. People. I'm just wondering about this white noise baby that these key phrases. So people are putting their songs under those names. I don't quite. I don't quite. Get They're making story. their artist names that so that when it, you know if if I want relaxing lo-fi chill beats to study to and i put that in if someone has made their artist name that it has a prominent uh, square in the search results it's a flaw of the design as well as what it is so yeah it is something that definitely spotify could easily take a have a look at and fix but you know what at least white noise baby sleep isn't the most thrasher death metal of all time because that would actually be not nah, a real problem you're punching in wipe sleep baby noise and then you get so if you go to the zone.fm slash geek out and you find the one zero article there is there is one of these artists uh that is in there that also has a different catalog of music oh yeah like another part of their repertoire which you can find through their their generic search term which is apparently quite uh, quite a bit different from- i do have a question for you music <laughs> Uh, Spotify or Apple Music? What's better? What 
if you had to just pick one? It, did, it totally depends. I don't know. I, it doesn't matter, I don't think. It's it like matter. I prefer Apple Music because that's my ecosystem. It just works flawlessly with all my shit that I have. My phone, my TV, my iPad, all blah, 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 blah. Watch even. Um, so that. Uh, interestingly... Um, I had a friend, though, my roommate, who just got her an Apple Watch for the first time, and she was like so excited to go on a run and listen to music on her just with her watch and yeah. her AirPods and not have to bring her phone with her. And then she was like, what the hell? All my music's on Spotify. I can't do. No. And I was like, oh, kid, you need yourself a little Apple Music subscription. Yeah. And she yeah. did it. Oh, night. look what right you've done. Look, look what, what I've done. done. Hey, you is- can do it with Spotify. You just got to download it. No, you couldn't do it the same way. It. She ha- she was trying to do it. But it's like, so much more native on the Apple Watch. Yeah, and like it's really it was difficult to. I, it's coming soon to Spotify. Yeah, you can right download music from Spotify on. It. Look at there's. A yeah, but that's Spotify. streaming though. That's streaming no, through not. your phone to your watch. Kirsten watch. has <laughs> shares in social media. Paul has shares in <laughs> Apple. <laughs> what, what else do we have? <laughs> so, no, but honestly, I know I, nobody I wants to hear what I think. I honestly. <laughs> You were exactly Who's on the phone? Shut up, Paul. Call her and you're on the air. Let the music director speak. (laughs) No, but aren't I right about that, Brian? Oh, my God. Isn't it? It's like it doesn't matter. Just get whatever. Well, my answer, my main answer is uh, just download the Zones app. Uh, It's free. (laughs) It's uh, available on all platforms. Yeah. Thanks. This is the Zones Geek Out podcast. I know. Yeah, but come on. We're talking about music here. Coming soon. Marvel's 616. Uh, This is going to be a documentary. Uh, series covering eight stories, eight remarkable stories, eight unique filmmakers, one Marvel universe. That's about all I know about it. I saw the trailer. I can't really, I'm really sure what's going on, but um, yeah, I think it sort of co- covers um, some fandom stuff. Um, yeah, and things. <laughs> how coming November twentieth to Disney Plus? Should have researched this better. Vain does this seem? <laughs> like they're doing hey, a docu series. On behind the scenes at Marvel. We're so good that you want to see how we create stuff. Hey, man, oh, yeah, it's content on do. Disney Plus, so you have less to complain about. I'm I mean, it's sure genius, that... but it's also like, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the guy on the phone would like to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm just here. Oh, I'm just listening. Here we go. This is just a live podcast for me. I'm just listening. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Brian, aren't I right about this? That this is, uh, Wait, what? <laughs> I just trust Brian more than all of you, so I want him to tell me that I'm right. Uh, no, of course we want to watch this. After 24 movies and how many hours of podcasts that we've spent waxing poetic about what a feat and an accomplishment this cinematic universe is, they can't put a little docuseries out to let us know how they did it? Brian, tell me I'm right for once. Well, you won't let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) These long-form questions. Um, Well, Marvel 616 is not necessarily just about the MCU. Um, It's it's about uh, also like their comic uh, series and and uh, like yeah, it's it's about pretty much everything uh, Marvel, like all all of the mediums uh, of Marvel and uh, the the doc. Documentary, like each episode is directed by a different person. Uh, I was trying to find, like, I, I kind of, I sat through, um, I guess half of their Comic Con panel because remember when they did Comic Con at home? Sure. Uh, yeah. So they they actually have a couple of uh, people that have directed uh, episodes, um, and they're they're either actors or they're they're directors themselves. Like, but Paul Shear, uh, Sarah Ramos, Allison Brie. Did one? 
Um, Jillian Jacobs did one as well. Um, so I, it should be fairly interesting. It just depends on how long each episode, like I, it's the Kirsten James question. Like how long is each episode? Thank you. Cause I don't know if I want to <laughs> stick around for like a full hour per episode. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like the episode list, uh, one of them is called like Japanese Spider-Man. Oh, uh, one actually called, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So one of them's called unboxed. So I'm, I'm guessing it's sort of the, like all the toys, the big collector's items and <laughs> stuff that, that come, come along with it. So yeah, it should be fairly interesting, but it's not all MCU stuff. Do we know why it's called Marvel's 616? Uh, well, 616 is the, like considered the main universe in the Marvel, um, in the, like it's the sort of the main timeline in the Marvel universe. Well, isn't it? Like, uh, no, isn't it like what our planet would be if in the in the multiverse? Six one six is yeah. We're Earth six one six. Oh, Brian, you just lost it, but oh, now I'm not call, going to you anymore. I'm, I'm going, going to back to, to I'm going back to Brian. What was the um, <laughs> Mysterio? What what universe did he say he was from? Oh, I don't know. He, I, I remember. He, yeah, he he five, did five, say five, that. Five, 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 five. No, that's a fake phone yeah. number on television. <laughs> he did say that we were Earth six one six. Oh but right. We all learned that he was spoiler alert bullshitting us. Man, I believed in you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Borat's subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. We have a. Uh, <laughs> We talked about this last week. It's coming yeah. out on Prime on October 23rd, but this is a new title for it. <laughs> we weren't wrong last week, right? Like, they, he just... No, no, no. The title has been revised. Put How in, many oh, times really? are they going to change the title? I know, I know. That's funny. <laughs> That's real Because really, it's Borat, too, like we said last of week. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just keep... Put out a new title every week. That's amazing. <laughs> the last title was fairly racy. What was it, like, Pornographic Monkey or something, Brian? Like, I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. Um, Mikael Pence. Right. Mikael yeah, Pence. Mikael Pence. Yeah, something yeah. Really didn't want to do that. Uh, yeah, so that is also coming soon. Wait, we'll have trailers for that in the show notes. October yes, twenty third. Mm-hmm. Is that our election day? When's our election day? No, our, no ours is twenty fourth. Oh, okay, so we can watch it the day before. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the trailer that got released this week looks hilarious. So so oh, good. Yeah. It's it's just more classic kind of Borat stuff. It's it's so funny. Like I would love to know. I need a Marvel six one six about <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. Really, no, because like, oh my god, there is none about him. He is so multiverse. He's so good. Like, I wonder where he because he started doing This Is America. Yeah, or what was that show called? Yeah, that's oh right. yeah, I think yeah, so. that's what it's called. That's, yeah. Is that what it is? Okay, which was Brian? Am I right about that? Brian, <laughs> I was going to put toss it to you. Um, <laughs> Brian is my name, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sorry, who is America? Who is America? Ah, you bossed another one up, Brian. You let me down here, dude. Um, so, so that that was incredible. Do you know the story about how he accidentally, legitimately unearthed a pedophile ring in Las Vegas? Oh my god! While filming that show. Oh my god! What? And so he had to like scrap all the footage <sighs> and turn it over to the authorities. Legitimately. Oh my god. No. Yeah, had to turn all this shit over to the FBI because while he was doing, it, he dug so deep or whatever, and so that's amazing. But then somewhere he's doing this. It's like he was getting rave reviews, so much acclaim for that show, and somewhere along the line, he's like, "Yeah, I'd like to do the Borat voice again." <laughs> right? How crazy is that? And so he goes back to this well that 
if you would have told me at any other point in history since the first movie came out, oh, he's going to do a sequel, it's like, no. Yeah. Impossible. Mm. Cannot, because it's the most horribly overdone joke impression you know every dumb dude I just have like a vision of like a dozen dumb dopey idiot dopes standing outside a lucky bar just yeah, screaming my wife back and forth with each other like it's a fucking hacky sack do you know what I mean my wife my wife it's like I, that's why I hate Borat to one, at one level um, and he's done the most incredible thing of even mocking that like that was my favorite part of this trailer is that he's come back to America he's being recognized and then he kind of needs to go undercover it yes it's it brilliant. makes fun of it's brilliant the the entire phenomenon of Borat it's crazy it's really like he is playing some 3D chess here yeah and by the way he also is the original uh, social dilemma if you don't want to watch the whole documentary go and watch just the the truncated speech that he gave oh, yeah. responding to Mark Zuckerberg's talk and about Congress and how he, they need to just have more AI and all that and how about actually um, social medias and, and technology right now and information sharing is the greatest propaganda machine ever known to man. That makes all the points that the social dilemma does in a much shorter time frame. It's incredible. I, I didn't know about this. I will put this in the show notes. I'm very interested to see this. If you go to Sasha Baron Cohen's Facebook page, which now of course millions of people have to see the Borat trailer, the his like cover photo is about social media. Oh. Yeah, it's incredible. So Cobra Kai seasons one and two were on YouTube. Like some some paid version of YouTube that nobody has ever heard of or or ever used. <laughs> Apparently, everybody pirated it, and then it came to Netflix and kind of like Shit's Creek. Everybody suddenly discovered it, mm-hmm. and now season three is coming to Netflix on January eighth, twenty twenty one. Uh, Brian, because I have not finished season two, I did not look at the thumbnail. Like, thank you for putting the spoiler dots in our Slack uh, so that I didn't see this. I. Uh, did not see this, do not want to know anything about it, and I may leave the room if you're going to talk spoilers. That's weird, because I've, I've never watched any of the Cobra Kai, and when Brian put the dot, dot, dot spoilers, I looked at the picture and the description, and I was like, there's no spoiler here! So I well, know. no, if not, not if you've never watched Cobra Kai, because okay. you don't know who the, the character is. Is it like in the, the thumbnail image for the YouTube video? Is Yeah, spoiler? it's in the thumbnail image for the oh, YouTube video. Um, but it's it's not that huge of a spoiler. It's like, there's there's not a whole lot to spoil about this show. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm, and I'm, I'm glad that, that Netflix kind of found it, because, you know, as... as Cool as it is that YouTube was trying to do its thing in terms of like putting together series, I think that is just like stay in your lane, YouTube. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So did so. oh, I can't wait to hear from Art about this because he won't shut up about Cobra Kai. It's it's wild how quiet you're being. I'm just waiting. But for anyways, Jesus, <laughs> 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 no, no. My question is uh, to you guys: like, was the quality jump that big from YouTube to Netflix? 
like so noticeable? No. Well, no, no we 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 haven't noticed it yet because uh, seasons one and two were both done on YouTube, so they just oh. ended up um, getting put on to Netflix. Yeah, we're gonna answer so, that question on January eighth. Oh my god! So everyone who won't shut up about Cobra Kai and how good it is, they're watching the YouTube version. They're watching yeah. the YouTube version that just happens to be on Netflix now. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. but I know it's this is the thing. Is it, see, like when I first saw Cobra Kai, I I thought to myself. That yes, it is. It's it was like even watching that first episode of the first season. It was like watching this very very long funnier die sketch about what would it be like if the Karate Kid and his opponent were older. Oh. Um, the thing that I like about it is just how because it is ridiculous and it is like sometimes the acting is very cringy and and stuff, but like. The way they've rounded out the story and these characters, uh, and in in some ways, again, you know, v- delivered very corny, you know, corny, but like also kind of poetic, in a sense. And uh, yeah, and that's that. Uh, I can't really say too too much more without spoiling some parts because like it does have a lot of callbacks to the Karate Kid. Um, and a lot of characters, and even a lot of side characters in the Karate Kid. Like you get to see um, Johnny's old old Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai crew, and they're like all the same actors are are kind of back in there as well. So good. Um, yeah, so there are some really cool episodes of how they rounded out some of these characters and like explored them just a little bit more, but obviously delivered in a bit of a campy. You know, you could tell they're on a budget. Kind of way, so I did an Art Aronson uh, on my holiday. Uh, there was a lot of cable television, and cable TV is <laughs> on. This guys, they were playing Karate Kid like twenty four seven. No kidding. And I haven't seen it in a really long time. I don't know when the last time you guys watched Karate Kid was, but the end of that movie is so ridiculous. No, I haven't seen it ever. What? It's not even what I've never seen. Karate, seen Karate Kid. This isn't, this isn't even it. a spoiler. Really, I don't know, but like, basically, at the end of the movie, this sounds like a spoiler. The guy does a kick. He does like the stupidest fucking kick, and that's addressed in the show. Okay, and, and then <laughs> Art's and then ready to go. It is, yeah. So this show, I just love that it is getting so much play right now because I think Brian, you and I talked about this show. It it seems like years ago. Mm-hmm. When it first came on, and we we're like, "Yeah, this show's funny. It's good. It should not be as good as it as it is." And the reason yeah. why it's so good is just so well written. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a clear plan for all of these characters. They play on the old nostalgia. They play on uh, how how the old world meets with the new world, and they do they do it really well. And I and I'll tell you, William Zabka is a good actor. Like he's good. Is he Johnny? Yeah, Johnny. Oh, he Morgan. is a yeah. good actor. You're right. Wait, yeah. is he the kid? He's the main kid? No. No, like, he's, he's the like the bad guy kid. He's the bad guy. Yeah. He's from the Cobra Kai guy. He's from the Cobra yeah. Kai. That's why he's He's the called. guy that got kicked in the face. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what I, I can't talk for you, for you guys here when I say what I like most about this show is as it, it yes, it's corny, but as soon as it gets to that line of being too corny. It turns around and makes fun of itself. Yeah. And it just, it runs all those emotions so well. And 
it really is one of the best things on television right now. Like I say, I was only it, fully through episode or uh, season one, but I was I am surprised as heck. The guy who got I think all of us into this, Darren down the hall in, in traffic, he had the greatest line for it. It's like it has no right to be this good. Yeah. But dang mm-hmm. it, it is. Yeah, it's um it's it's funny because yeah, I think that's what I was saying. It's like it, it you you kind you sort of scratch your head as to why is it so good, and it's like of all the things that are made for the purpose of nostalgia, um, I think like all the reboots and everything like that. I think this is the best written one. Yeah, so. ever. All right, Paul. If you can think of anything anything else that is old that they've tried to make new. This is yeah, as no good kidding. as it's, as good as it's got gone. Well, yeah. What? Let's never watch it. Yeah, really? Yeah. Unpacked? Yeah. Okay. okay. I have so little interest. Uh, what the it'll heck, be on, you guys? <laughs> no, on the I list, know. like the social dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he wasn't going to watch that, and then he did. No, you dirty, rotten scoundrel. <laughs> I, uh, I'm happy for you all. That's why I just muted myself, and I'm happy to just listen in on this part of it, because the hype is very, very real. Like, it's not just you guys. I got a lot of friends who I trust way more than you two <laughs> telling me about how good this show is. Bill Burr was waxing poetic about it on his podcast. I know. And all that does is, for some reason, I don't know why I want to be contrarian in this way, but I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh yeah? Oh, yeah? That good? I'm going to fucking cancel Netflix. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm thinking about it. I don't want it. Why am I paying for this crap every month? I don't watch anything on there. When season two, like, it ends like a house on fire. Like, it nice. is... It Does is, it end with a cool kick? It ends in a way that you're like, man, give me season three. Two right. cool kicks! Wow. So that's, that's why Netflix has set this up so nicely for themselves, awesome. I think. We're going to have to go a little faster. We're, we've spent a lot of time on just a few topics, but uh, luckily the next thing is only, like, I think a 15-second teaser teaser trailer thing. They're making a film out of the Capcom game Monster Hunter, oh. and it's going to have Mila Jovovich oh, in it. Oh, remember Capcom? No. Right? No. Capcom. Capcom. I do, yeah. Mega oh, Man yeah. and uh, Resident Evil. and Marvel hey. versus Capcom was like oh, the greatest game. arcade game of all time. I no, played it on Dreamcast, weirdly. Oh, okay. I just realized um, Capcom... Also does Resident Evil, which Mila Jovovich has been part of all of those. What a strange, oh. funny handshake they've got going. Anyways, uh, December 30th, 2020 for that one. What is Monster Hunter, though? But please go on in great detail for many minutes about what is this game. I don't we know don't what. have many minutes. We've really run out of time. <laughs> but you, you, you're basically, you're a hunter, and you're hunting monsters. And these are giant monsters. And yeah, they've, had, they've been on, I think, pretty much all the systems, including PC, including mobile. And yeah, it's just a big fight giant monsters game that has a real history to it. Let's see, when was the first one? 2004. So, it's been going for a while. Well, that's great. I like a monster here and there. So, uh, and it's been a while since we had a good movie about a monster. So, great. Wow. And just while we're on the topic of Resident Evil, yes, uh, they're remaking that movie. Joel shared this too. Is this already in our cue sheet? No. Um, Joel shared it to our pod group earlier that mm-hmm. um, they are doing a reboot movie. Um, and apparently they're actually focusing on the characters in the game and not like loosely being like, all right, Mila Jovovich and you're a Resident Evil. There's some bad things now look sexy in the rain. Cause that, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of it, yeah. right? Like this is why you chose Mila Jovovich. Okay, great. We have a lot of well-developed characters in right? the many, many games <laughs> yeah. that f- fans are very fervent for. So oh, yes, give them some. Pl- so yeah, there's, there's late breaking news. Thank you, Zona Joel. But wasn't Mila Jovovich 
having a marriage with the director of that movie. Oh, really? That would make all the sense, I guess. I that's that's why. Is that right, Brian? Yeah. Oh, hey, back to confirming with me, hey? Yes. Yes, that's true. Thank you, Brian. Another trailer that I think Brian put in uh, was for the 355. This looks like a slick-ass, multi-person spy show. But the twist is thing. that the persons are ladies. Oh. Uh, Wait, is that true? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. Well, yeah, it's like all, all the good guys are, are ladies. They're like the heads of security for each of their respective countries. So, so it's multinational uh, as so well. So are people hating this or are people already like, women? <laughs> <laughs> So that comes out in theaters on no, January fifteenth, twenty twenty one. I don't think. It, yeah, this scratches the uh, the Bond itch, though. I guess. Yeah, no kidding, because we don't get that. Forever. I'm sure he does have an itch after oh Bond girls. <laughs> Okay. And the um, you know some of us have a lot of sex with a lot of people and don't ever get that. Yeah, good safe. for you. I'm glad that you're so being responsible. Okay, I'm not saying that it's a bad James thing Bond to be used for permit. No, you absolutely not. In his spy training, no. that they would tell him to always just call them. He's always on a boat at the end of the first like seven movies. It's right. always on a boat. There are there are no safe sex things on those random boats that he's on. You don't think he carries condoms with him all the time? I don't know. I've seen him in some skimpy bathing suits. He's got a laser watch, but he doesn't have a, a freaking condom in his backpack. I've got a condom in my backpack all at all times. Every pocket, every jacket I own, stuffed with condoms. You never know. You, you don't think Bond has that? It was the 60s. The, the Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy, where he is a character in a video game. That got what? a second trailer. What does this trailer. have to do with condoms, Bond? It's got nothing. It's got a second trailer, and that comes out on December 11th, 2020, again in theaters. And if you missed it, mm-hmm. on uh, in May 2019 on DC Universe, uh, in December 2019 digitally, or in February 2020 on DVD or Blu-ray, uh, Zoner Joel points out that the Swamp Thing is uh, being rebroadcast uh, starting tonight on the Qu. No, I mean the CW. Cool. Um, so, wait, Joel, that's two things. I'm sorry. In the last well, five minutes. Mary brought us. Mary brought us the Free Guy trailer. So, thank you for that. The Free Guy trailer. I had no interest in this movie. I was like, okay, great. If I want to see Ryan Reynolds do a quip about, I will watch Detective Pikachu finally. <laughs> I can't freaking sell that movie every single Saturday, my girl. What should we watch tonight? Let's watch a movie. Let's cuddle on the couch. I'm like, great. Detective Pikachu it is. She's like, no. <laughs> well, you guys watch The Devil all the time instead. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there through a Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. Oh, no. Important. Also yeah. good. <laughs> but I, I how can I can't get around to a freaking Detective Pikachu? <laughs> but this trailer for this free guy, because I was like, who gives a ripping, pant-ripping shit about a, a dude in the background of a comic, or I mean a, a cartoon. I mean, the a second game. trailer opens it up. The second trailer is like, Oh, this actually looks great. Yes, yes, it does. And in theaters, question. Mark. But that's the thing. Yeah, are all of these these new trailers coming out? Are they, are they really going to hit theaters, or are we just going to talk about them in another pod saying they're <laughs> delayed again? Yeah, that's Brian. exactly what I was thinking. It's it's why why bother? I liked what you said today, Brian, about when you watch oh. a trailer. I got so upset at that because I was I, yeah I'm, I the three fifty five looks interesting enough to for me to want to watch it. Uh, and I was watching, and it was like, oh, cool, action scene, action scene, Lupita Nyong'o's kicking ass in this. And then, like, I'm starting to think to myself, oh, please, at the end of this, please say it's coming to Netflix. Coming to theaters. <laughs> say it's coming to Netflix. And then it ends, and it's like, in theaters. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, 
Well, speaking of things not coming soon, <laughs> Dune has been delayed from December 18th, 2020 to October 1th, 2021. Wow. Ouch, that hurts. Uh, yeah. Holy. No Time to Die has been delayed from November 8th, uh, November 8th, 2019 to February 14th, 2020 to April 8th, 2020 to November 20th, 2020 to April 2nd, 2021. There is so much time to die. <laughs> <laughs> Too much time to die. <laughs> and this really hurts. Glow has been canceled by Netflix, so no uh, no fourth and final season. Has well, and you know what sucks about Glow is that they started filming the third season, or the, the fourth season. Oh, no. Wow. And then did it get so they, COVID shut down? Yeah. Yeah, it got COVID shut down in March. So they were in, in the midst. They filmed scenes and everything like that, <sighs> and they're like, okay, well, we're, production is just going to halt on this. And then... Yeah, it just came out, I guess, yesterday that Netflix is canceling it. Series creators Liz and Carly said, COVID has killed actual humans. It's a national tragedy and should be our focus. COVID also apparently took down our show. Netflix has decided not to finish filming the final season of Glow. Poor Dave Franco's girlfriend. <laughs> They're married now. They're having a marriage together. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's, no. <laughs> Good what? answer. That is just so, oh. Every time you mention the Franco's girlfriend, someone that oh, <laughs> I just bring it up because two weeks ago you were just yammering on about how much you couldn't imagine that Dave Franco was married to Allison. Pretty oh, high. I imagine I it all the time around eleven forty-five. Now, okay, um, Ugh, it's just so it's wonderful. <laughs> but Brian, you're you tell me about how it's a good show, right? Yes. Great, moving on. You want me to tell you more? No, I mean, was there more to that, Brian? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a good show, and especially if you you know grew up watching wrestling, you know, and it's 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 very nostalgic to that too. Like, and even just um, them kind of even talking about their own characters in that show about like, oh, I you know, I want to I, I want to play you know or have this done with my character. I want this my storyline to go here and there. It was very interesting, and like, yeah, I I I really liked all the characters. The characters were funny. You know, very laugh out loud funny, and uh, and yeah, I, I was, so it's a shame that it's going away. I saw mm -hmm. the first season of it, and I liked it, uh, and I liked uh, the director. What's it? It's Mark? What's the name of the actor? Mark? Uh, Mark Maron? Ruffalo. No, wow. Uh, Sorry, what was that? Zuckerberg. Brian? Mark. Mark Maron. Yeah, Mark Maron. Yeah. Mark he's, Maron. He's really good. Okay, <laughs> Thank Kirsten. You, Kirsten. Um, I, I think it has something to say about Hollywood and women in Hollywood at that time. I think it says a lot of good things. Well, I don't know about a lot of good things, but it says a lot of things about that time period. And, uh, yeah, it says a lot about wrestling as well. Um, I enjoyed the first season. I just never got around to watching the second season. Uh, a couple yeah. of things about what strikes me about this show is, yeah, you're right. Number one, it gives Mark Maron something appropriate to do. And there's not <laughs> much, right? Like, Mark Maron's a good comedian oh, <laughs> and a hell of a podcaster. No, for sure. But, like, what could he possibly otherwise be in? And you know well, that would suit him. Uncle. Yeah, right. Yeah, they wrote this character specifically for him. It seems like mm, it, right. he doesn't even really have to act. <laughs> yeah, and so that's a great thing I think because like I like Mark Maron. I want him to be in stuff, but he would be out of place in a almost any Star Wars movie. Uh, the other <laughs> thing about it is. I, it confirms for me how horrible fashion was in that time frame, and I don't like. You don't like pink neon. <laughs> Alison Brie is one of the most gorgeous 
working actors there is. And she's in this show dressed up all 80s and whatever. And I'm just like, how horrible. <laughs> like, just, oh, my God. The fashion of the 1980s was I didn't even so recognize it was her when I first watched that show. And I didn't know who that she was in it. So they do, do you a know great who Dave job. Dave Franco's wife was? Okay. Stop that. How disrespectful. <laughs> Woo! Franco. On to Geek News proper. Uh, we have cast, we, <laughs> Disney, has cast uh, Ms. Marvel, Iman Vellani, whose credits include Ms. Marvel. <laughs> she is a newcomer. This will be uh, her first big thing, and that's fantastic. And so... This is a new Disney Plus series that it doesn't fit into the original timeline we were given by Marvel. Is that right? Brian? Brian? Uh, I don't know when, if they'd given it a, had they given it a release date? I knew it was one of the ones that was announced uh, at the same time that uh, She-Hulk was announced. Oh, I meant like, remember when we got like the whole list of here's all the Marvel things coming to Disney Plus and it was like oh, Vision right. and his noodles and all the <laughs> other ones? Vision and his noodles, yeah. <laughs> so this one wasn't on that list. Maybe it was an untitled or something. Well, yeah, it could have been, but I know, I remember it was announced. Oh, like, was She-Hulk on that list? No, I don't no, know. not in the original list. I don't think. Yeah, because like I think this was announced with she, and this again didn't have any dates behind it or anything like that. But this was announced with She Hulk and I think Moon Knight, and maybe even like, or is in the, was in the same like announcement as Blade. Um, but Blade also was just kind of a oh, and we're doing a Blade movie, and Mahershala Ali is going to play Blade. Yeah. Right, um, that was a big deal. That was great. Yeah, so yeah, all we know about this is 2021, maybe, probably. 2021 seems really ambitious. Con- totally. It's just the, in development right now. And all the other Marvel series are being pushed like to never. And the, the, the global <laughs> pandemic. And when we we hear of all these all this news about the Marvel Disney Plus series, and now we've got the She-Hulk and Miss Marvel characters I have absolutely no oh, idea about. so many about. fucking women. Uh, all, no idea about these characters. It makes me think about, like, what Marvel would do with the Defenders. That's what I think mm. about all the time whenever these, these shows start to pop up and what their plans are for the Defenders. Didn't they kind forward. of like, do... Are you talking about the Netflix Defenders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Right. To Didn't do they... it right on films, you mean? Don't you, don't you think that Disney Plus... Would be like if if Netflix hadn't done anything with the Defenders and that series and all that, Disney Plus and Marvel here would have their hands all over those characters, doing shows with those characters right now. Yeah, I'm sure, but I think right now, yeah, they're probably just giving them a break because Netflix kind of not saturated them, but like they're just a lot of them are just known from that, and they might go with for a lot of them. I'm sure they're going to go with some of the same actors uh, from the Netflix series, but. It'll be a different, a bit of a different tone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the only thing that I knew about this, so it, it is really cool that we're getting another, you know, Canadian um, playing a Marvel, like an MCU Marvel character. Uh, I read a clickbaity article about um, about I- Iman uh, Villani in that she wrote a review for Captain Marvel and her review was negative. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Your old tweets will always come back to find you. Yeah. 
Uh, Spider-Man 3 will apparently have Jamie Foxx returning as Electro. Oh, my. What a dumb thing. Uh, My favorite character. How could they... This is way back from the Andrew Garfield The Amazing Spider-Man 2 days. Please tell me this is irresponsible. (laughs) Why would they think this is a fine thing to do? In Final Talks, by the way, so... Final! Paul sounds like he's going to explode. I, I can't. I'm not there, so I can't see it. But I'm envisioning this. It's pretty in my close. Head. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> okay, let's just move on from this. No, this but like, okay. what is to make of this? It's interesting because yeah, a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing, and and I don't know if it was because I clicked on this article and shared it with you guys that I'm getting all these fucking oh, no. Spider-Man clickbait articles oh, now sorry. sent to me. Um, but. I have a feeling that a lot of these decisions are coming from sort of the Sony side and oh. and then are kind of um just you know have their Marvel are just kind of having to put up with it but uh one of the articles that supported cuz originally when this first news first came out this was like sort of rumors and then eventually Jamie Foxx confirmed it but one of the things that uh, sort of supported this was the fact that Kevin Feige is a huge fan of Jamie Foxx's uh, portrayal of Electro um, and Max <laughs> Dillon. And he actually, this came, this, I, I can't see, Paul's probably making a face. That's no, Art actually just mic. did the, are oh. you kidding me? Kind of hand look of that gift. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this is, this came from one of the, um, uh, one of the Sony email leaks and there is this email and there was like an article that I was reading that basically had the transcript of like the emails and replies and stuff. And so there's this email fr- between Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal, because apparently Kevin Feige was, was one of the executive producers of amazing Spider-Man, um, like amazing Spider-Man one. So Andrew Garfield's first Spider-Man movie. Well, Poe, but he's perfect. And, <laughs> and uh, then he also, was like because he was already doing Avengers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he didn't become, he wasn't the pr- executive producer of the second Spider Man movie, but he had sort of an unofficial consultation email thread going with Amy Pascal. So he, he was just saying, Oh, with, with this scene with like the, uh, the morgue doctor who's dancing, maybe cut that out because that's a very st- stereotypical, like people that work in the morgue are, are very, you know, weird and, and stuff. And he had all these different little tidbits. Oh, I like this scene, but you should take that out. Or I like this, but you should take that out. Um, and then one of the things he talked about was how he really, Love the choice of Jamie Foxx as Electro. Wow. And how they, he also like kind of had a couple things to say about, well, you know, when he falls into the tank of eels, he should be doing this. And no, you probably shouldn't make this decision to do this. So he had, he had done a little bit of consulting. That sounds like a lot of like backseat movie directing. Micromanaging, yeah. Yeah, well, and this was coming from somebody that has no, he didn't have any more ties to the Amazing Spider-Man series anymore because he was already working with like the MCU with with Marvel Studios. So you think the feedback? So this was was just like kind of between this this thing between friends kind of thing, just being yeah, just uh, giving his professional opinion on on certain scenes within Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, so what Jamie Foxx had said in his Instagram that he actually since had since deleted because I guess he wasn't maybe cleared to talk about it, but he confirmed that, yeah, he's going to be coming back as Electro. His... Uh, this Electro in in um, in the Spider Man in Spider Man Three in the the MCU Spider Man, it's not he's not going to be blue. 
Uh, so I'm thinking that he's going with like comic book Electro, which is like he had like a green suit on with a yellow weird fucking hat, but like maybe they'll kind of make it a little bit more serious in, than what? what it looks like in the comics. Well, he's going to have a hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's seriously, like the, the comic book Electro, like the old school comic book Electro that wasn't from the Ultimate series, had a green suit, and then like it's this, not even really a hat, it's like a headdress that like was like lightning bolts. Yeah. Oh, we yellow. better. That so, Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie is a piece of turd. It yeah. is one of yeah. the worst <laughs> movies. That third act oh, man. is classic third act. All CG. CGI. Yeah, so good. Good. Well, and it was the same mistake they made with, you know, uh, what's his, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3, right? Is They just crammed too, too many people into this. Yeah. Stakes were way too um, high. It's always like the world is going to blow up and then Mary Jane dies and blah, blah, blah. But, so I, there's a know, lot of things that I'm hoping are not going to be true with this because I did see because like I mentioned clicking on this uh, article and then sending it to you guys now I have all these articles being sent to me it's the social media algorithm thing um, stupid but, social uh, there is there is like uh, rumors and articles about the fact that um, Tom Holland is not going to be the only Spider-Man. We might get to see Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. We might get to see Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man again, and they might do like some sort of Spider-Verse thing for this movie. Sounds like a crisis so. on infinite Earths. <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm hoping it's not true, but we'll see. Yeah, Sam. I, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong about my, my knee-jerk is that this is why bring back someone from a different movie that I, I hate that so much. It crosses the wires in a really weird way, and I desperately hope they're not trying to do some kind of a like universe crossover thing to have Jonah there at the end of the movie. That was one thing that yeah. was really something and it was wonderful and it works because of just who he is and who the actor is and all of that. Now, well, and that's more did. like a cameo thing, right? Yeah, and you know, exactly. he's not necessarily going to be a big character in future movies. He'll probably just end up doing his Breitbart thing. Yeah, and they just, it just was. There wasn't some dumb explanation about him going through a universe portal or some nonsense like that. And it keeps the whole thing more grounded. So, again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Foggy is like, all right, now that I can do exactly what I want with Electro, but I still like this actor, great. And it's good. Art, no, no good, right? <laughs> you have no belief? Uh, well, I think Jamie Foxx is fine, right? I don't have a problem <laughs> with him, but. Yeah, and that's the thing. The thing I'm thinking too is like I I think we're we might be knee jerk judging this based on the movie like Spy Amazing Spider Man two in general. Yeah, but because I yeah. think maybe if you look at who the standouts are, maybe Jamie Fox was a pretty good standout from that movie. It's just that the rest of the movie that was written around him was shit. Yeah. Like why do they why did they need um shoot who's the other guy who he played the rhino at the end. Um, Giamatti. Big actor. Paul Giamatti. It's like, why the hell did they need Paul Giamatti in that? Yeah. Right? And like, they, they just cry. Why did they need to bring back Green Goblin? Right? Um, but uh, I think maybe if we, I, and I don't think I'm ever going to really rewatch it, but if we did rewatch it, maybe we'll look at, you know, the portrayal of Max Dillon by Jamie Foxx and be like, oh, well, yeah, that was a pretty good, you know, out of everything else there. I think that was maybe the uh, the thing that I liked about it. Kevin being, Feige knows more than all of us, right? You're being very sweet to him and his memory, Brian, because I don't think it was good at all. In fact, the, what I remember of it, it was like a poor rip-off replication of Jim Carrey playing Edward Nigma from Batman 
forever. That's how I remember. That's how he played it. I did like that U2 song. And that's why they're going to give him that yellow hat so they don't conclude <laughs> with the Riddler because they've got the same outfit. We're going to do one more full length, hopefully not full length, and then we're going to go in a speed round. But uh, Warner Brothers is going to adapt a movie out of black, which is a comic set in a world where only black people have superpowers. And I think this is a brilliant concept, which I had not heard of before now. That's rad. The I mean, appetite is so hot for this type of story right now and I think it's really good that uh, Warner Brothers has you know of course these things are out there of course there are tons of really talented uh, black comic book writers as well as just every kind of writer and creator uh, but you know a lot of these stories haven't got to the mainstream big budget movie place yet and so it's really smart especially in this moment for Warner Brothers to you know leaf through those comic book piles find a really cool story like this and uh, give it the attention that it probably deserves I don't know just from that treatment or that you know that uh, one line elevator pitch of what it is that sounds incredible and sounds like there could be some really like powerful stories that come from that. Well, the comic uh, was conceptualized over a decade ago and only came to being after raising 90,000 United States dollars via Kickstarter. Wow, thank you, because I was looking for that. I was like, how old is this comic? Yeah. That's so cool. Speed round! Batman and Superman just had their own Infinity War snap moment, but it was really two imps, Batmite and Mr. Mixelplick, playing with Batman and Superman action figures and telling a story. Aww. But it, the panels in the, the, the Screen Rant article that we'll link to from the comic are pretty powerful and would be pretty crappy to lose. I mean, yeah, Someone still has to sell me Batman in Justice League in space. It just, <laughs> it's just, I just, ah, just it, I can't wrap my head around it. Tara Fraser, who is a Métis pilot, is going to be in a DC comic graphic novel of women heroes. Whoa. Thank you for that, Jesse. That comes out December December 1st. Wow. A lot of cool stories going to be told uh, in this graphic novel. Patty Constantine has been cast as King Viserys Targaryen in House of the Dragon. Thank you, Mary, for this one. This Who's be Patty the Constantine? Upcom- He's an actor. Don't ask questions. It's speed rounds. Nobody looks good. Hot fuzz. And, oh, really? Watch Hot Fuzz. Oh. He's brilliant as right. one of the bumbling oh, detectives. Oh, he's a Patty like an Irish Patty. Uh, sorry, yes, P-A-D-D-Y. Okay. He's going to be great. That character is so important. That's the Targaryen that rode Beleriand the Dread and conquered all of Westeros. Next! Wesley Snipes was apparently a real doofus during the filming of Blade Trinity. Thank oh, you for this Wesley, one, Wesley! Don't be like that. Like, he was filming a scene he's supposed to have his eyes open and he didn't. He refused to open close? his eyes. So he, they CG'd open eyes on him. Oh. Hilarious. Next. That's an expensive uh, tantrum. Yeah, no kidding. It's ridiculous. That was like Blade CGI money. So this yeah. Is like 90s, oh, gross. Daniel Bernhardt will be returning as Agent Johnson in The Matrix 4. That's really cool. I liked him. He's just one of the agents. I would. And There's another one? They weren't all the same? There are plenty of agents, yes. And Madam Mask, M-A-S-Q-U, is rumored to be in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Who is? Brian. Uh, she's a villain. Next. Good. <laughs> Moving on. Next. Uh, we're on to reviews and recommendations. Brian. Woo, 45 minutes. Here we go. Okay. 45 <laughs> minutes and 91 seconds. Shall we play your 91 second movie review for Alive? Let's do it. And now. A Zone at 91.3, 91 second movie review. Five, four, three, two, and. Action! 
For reasons beyond my comprehension, I decided to hit play on a movie about a guy who has to isolate himself in his own apartment in order to avoid infection. But because the infection in this movie is a zombie apocalypse, I came out of it saying to myself, I guess I don't have it that bad. Alive is a South Korean zombie movie on Netflix that's adapted from the script of an American film called Alone, which is actually due out in mid-October. The story follows a young man who barricades himself in his apartment while the world around him falls into chaos. This is basically my way of filling 91 seconds to simply say that it's a pretty stereotypical zombie movie. The genre has gotten to the point where all you have to ask before deciding to watch this movie is, do the zombies run or do they walk in this one? They run. And that's kind of the gist of my review. While there are definitely parts that had me jump, Alive is a fairly cookie-cutter zombie movie that misses out on a chance to do anything new and unique. Main character learns about zombies. Main character fights off a few zombies. Main character stays in a safe place for about 60% of the film, and then various plot devices lead to the main character having to leave said safe place. About 20 minutes later, the credits are rolling, and you're off to bed to dream about being chased by running zombies. Okay, there are a few more complexities to it than that, and for what it's worth, if I were to rank this with every other zombie movie that I've seen, this would probably live in the pile of fairly decent ones. But certainly don't expect this film to transcend the genre. Watch it if you're in the mood for a 98-minute rush of horror, or if you're currently in COVID quarantine and want to make yourself feel good that things are not quite zombie apocalypse bad. Cut! That's a wrap! Oh, that was great! Thank you! That was awesome! I love the 91-second movie reviews. Anything more to say about it? No. <laughs> you know, your 91-second your movie review um, made me not watch it yesterday because I was like, no, I don't know if I'm in the movie for mo- mood for a horror zombie movie. Also, I got to yeah. say, it's but- kind of ruining art's worthless reviews because it's made art's worthless reviews even more worthless. Oh, no! <laughs> well, it's just making you live up to the name. That Brian's doing you a f- favor. Yeah, there just, you go. I'm doing just, you a favor. Just because they're so polished and great and include and you your voice in. in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Kirsten always looks at them as like, 91 seconds. Let's see what else is on. Couldn't <laughs> 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 you have done a 30 second? Yeah, I'm like, 60 seconds, Brian. Speed break. What platform is that, Brian? Uh, what? The, well, where, like, did, yeah, where did you watch Alive? Alive? Oh, I watched it on Netflix. Netflix, okay. On Prime, there is a new show that they've really been pushing hard called Utopia. I've watched an episode and a half of this. And in the second episode, then we see John Cusack, and then we see Rain Wilson. Yeah. Um, so there's some star power behind this, not, you know, Im- immediate. The, and the first episode, like, two minutes in, I'm like, this is questionable acting from young people. But, really? Um, they, they're not, like, core of the, of, the, of the actors. They're just, like, the first people that you would see. But... So yeah, some some okay acting, some really good acting, some really tense moments, and um, the boys level gore in points. Oh, not, really? not overly done, but when necessary, and I am into this show. What so. is this show about? Please? So Utopia is a comic series in this world. It's a comic series, which is the sequel to Dystopia. And Dystopia was another comic series that came and, and if you knew what to look for, predicted all the major 
um, global epidemic and disasters of the of the world during its time. So it it you know mm. the Zika virus in Uganda, like like how many people were dead and how many people were you know hospitalized, how it was spread. It was all sort of so it's like woven into the fabric. Had an illustrator, precisely, precisely. Mm. So it's sequeled now, and so the next great wave of diseases is being predicted by this comic or the manuscript for this comic, which oh. is what uh, this these four characters are chasing and uh, and who is chasing them is quite threatening uh, unto itself. And Ooh. yeah, I quite enjoyed it. And they have to have a disclaimer that all these are a work of fiction because we're living in a pandemic. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Sounds like a good get-to-sleep TV. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> nightmare time. So, yeah, but interesting. It looks good. I just saw like a commercial flash across the TV. Uh, and it it looks quite good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really interesting. Want, I really want someone to market a TV show now that says "Get to Sleep TV." <laughs> like, like, it's the same as White Noise Baby Sleep. <laughs> if they put that on Netflix and was like White Noise Star Trek themed baby time, <laughs> Paul, come so watch this. In. Go to sleep. I would watch it every single night. Oh my god. Um, so. Song Exploder. This is the podcast where musicians break down their songs, tell the story of how they were made. Um, Rishikesh Hirway has been hosting this uh, podcast for many years. It's definitely one of my favorites, definitely my top five, because I'm a music nerd. And mostly it's because I love hearing stems of music. And if you don't know, stems are like just the vocals or just the drum track mm. or just the bass. And those parts are played sort of within. And I, it's not very often that we'll get like a zone song that's played in here, but they did the new pornographers, Brill Bruisers. Oh, uh, really? a couple years ago. Cool. And so it's just really great to hear just like the isolated vocals for a certain period of that song of that song. And so now I know where Rishikesh Hirway, the host, was for all of 2019, because he went away and he had a singer named Tao Win host it for that year. Apparently he was doing a TV show for Netflix. Oh, cool. So I didn't intend to because I really wanted to make these last night. They're all sub 25 minutes, but I binged them all. So oh, nice. uh, there's Alicia Keys wow. and, and her song, Three Hour Drive, uh, featuring Sampha. There's Lynn Manuel Miranda doing my favorite song from Hamilton, Wait for It. Um, Ty Dolla Sign doing a song. Uh, called LA about LA uh, from 2015 and REM's losing my religion That's so the only it's one a I care about wide <laughs> well here's the thing right <laughs> I didn't know about the Ty Dolla Sign song mm-hmm. I had heard the Alicia Keys song maybe once or twice mm-hmm. wait for it is like in my blood like within recent listening as soon as mm-hmm. Hamilton like that's my very favorite song and losing my religion is just like one of those songs that I know so well from so far back so mm-hmm. each of these breakdowns into the song was really insightful for me and really really got me especially because the stories for three hour drive uh the alicia keys song and the ty dollar sign songs are very <laughs> tough They're, they pull on the heartstrings mm. i don't know what it is but every time you say the title of that alicia keys song i'm just three like hour it's, drive. it's too i don't want to listen that's too long <laughs> 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 i can't wrap my mind around that it's a song and not it's a not three, three hours, hours no so i watched this too and i i also listen to uh the podcast every now and then like I, it's not one of my regular things to listen to but like it is one of, and by the way speaking of like if you ever want to go to sleep if there's ever like a uh, a full on <laughs> video of want to go Ru- to sleep. yeah if there's ever a full on video of Harishikesh uh, Heroway just talking just even like saying random things man has the most soothing will, voice that's okay. he's got a soothing voice and he just talks like this and it's uh, very very soothing and I'm Rishikesh yeah Heroway. that would yeah that would put you to sleep um but uh yeah i think the the thing about 
the Netflix show is that it adds a whole other element to uh, to what he does because Song Exploder is such a really cool, like especially if you're a music fan, it's such a really cool experience, and it is for the most part an auditory experience because like he goes through the stems uh, of certain songs with with this where he's actually even going through it, um, you know, with the original. Like I, I loved the REM one, um, and even going through the REM one, and I know Dylan was talking about this. Uh, uh, on Tuesday morning, uh, in the morning zone. Um, but even going through, uh, some of the parts where he's reading like his own lyrics and kind of forgetting, like they actually had to get him like a printout of the lyrics and forgetting some of the parts that he wrote hmm. and was like, and sort of re-reacting to it as almost as if like he's kind of seeing it on paper for the first time and, and michael stipe was time. highly embarrassed to hear his own his own isolated vocal track i think an isolated vocal track sounds like a nightmare it doesn't matter how good of a singer you are it's true yeah, no, very, Stipe, yeah, very true. Michael not a great singer, also. So, <laughs> but it's so it's 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 cool. And then even just kind of hearing all the other different parts to it, like the drummer sort of hearing his stem, and and even the guy that was learning to play the mandolin at the time Whoa. that he was coming up yeah. with that. Peter Buck, so their guitarist. Cool. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's so cool. And then yeah, like like uh, what you were saying with um, with wait for it from from Hamilton. Um, the story behind how they came up, like how they built that song up from like Lin-Manuel Miranda talking about him walking through Williamsburg with just like, uh, you know, an iPod with a, a low, a, like a loop and then him just singing voice notes into his phone while he's on the subway or, or just walking down the streets of Brooklyn or to whatever. remember it just before he goes yeah. to a party. Yeah. And so that, that part is cool. And then actually even just getting to see him re-listen to it and then see like his arms go up at certain points and you know just kind of like seeing artists get passionate about their songs it's kind of it you know that's also what makes me fall in love with music all over again so this is a really cool series if you're into it yeah and not too long i'd highly recommend how long sub 25 an hour each like yeah that yeah sub 25 for an hour each what are we three half an hour half (laughs) half hour okay Kristen's isolated vocal track is making my ears bleed right now. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, but, but the pods, the podcasts themselves are even what are they, like ten minutes. Uh, yeah, ten or fifteen. Yeah, they're not that long. Yeah. yeah so I so yeah, twenty five, twenty seven, twenty six, and twenty three. Cool. Yeah, I'm into it. I, I watched. I know. I was. I heard Dylan talking about it on the radio as well, and I didn't put it together that he was talking about the Netflix show, and I was like. Dude, quit describing a podcast on the radio and plug another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> plug our of, podcast. Yeah, we the rest of us got shows to do on the radio, dude. Just quit doing this. Is anybody else in this room caught up with the boys? No. No. Yeah. I know. Don't spoil it for me, please. I've watched the first episode of the first season. <laughs> That's so funny. Art's claim to fame every time. Every time. Um, I don't like even what you have written on this cue sheet, bud. You had speaking of Exploder, which makes me assume that someone has exploded on this show. Earlier in the in the season, somebody did. Explosions! <laughs> I know. Speaking of <laughs> Um I will just say... Should we leave? Do you want to talk about it? No, no, no. Like, if you know, you know. Mind-blowing final scene in this most recent one. The Lamplighter storyline isn't really a thing anymore. Um, And a weird, like... About the second or third time they said the words 
Almond Joy. I kind of wondered if there was some sort of product placement thing. 100% confirmed in this episode. Almond Joy <laughs> comes back again. And it's weird because that's the only product placement that I've seen in this show. And why is it Almond Joy? It, it just seems so bump. strange. Nobody knows what an Almond Joy is. Uh, I guess not in Canada, no. Yeah, Almond Joy is, I think, very popular in the United States. Same with Fiddle Faddle. <gasps> oh, I have a review and a recommendation. Almond Joy's got that. I ate that chicken sandwich. No, it's really Oh, famous. the KFC one? No, the, oh. the other one that you... Oh, the Popeyes? The Popeyes one. You had it? I had it. <laughs> How was it? How was it? Stop everything. <laughs> Stop this podcast. Tell me about a chicken sandwich. What happened? Review and recommendation. Chicken sandwich. Oh, boy. Oh, I was I'm so... Gonna find wait, the, spoiler alert. A music <laughs> bed for the chicken sandwich. <laughs> what, tell, tell us about spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Tell about it. We were in Penticton. We drove down a road, and I saw Popeyes. And I was like, there is a Popeyes there. I need to try that chicken sandwich that people have... Sorry, never mind. That I've heard so much about. Uh, anyway, we went and we got it. And I got the spicy one, because you can choose spicy or not spicy. Or if you're a big fat idiot like me, you just get both. Huh? I got extra pickles, because I did not trust them to put enough pickles on it. That's a know. smart move. You put That's a smart pickles? move. I asked for extra pickles, but I still only got three, but... Maybe you would have got two otherwise. Delicious. Yeah, that's exactly So good. Doing. The chicken, the way it's like brined in the pickle juice or whatever. Oh yeah, dude. And the, the, the buttermilk chicken and then the yes. sandwich the bread, the bread is, is buttery. It's a it's like a brioche bun. Yes. Oh, okay, so, so here's the thing. KFC is trying to totally chomp on this trend. Yeah. And I think they've done a damn good job. This they is a have. bacon and cheese one, right? Uh, no, 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 no. This is a direct rip off of the rip off with the oh. pickles and the bun and everything. My gal Kate and I had one a week ago. We're probably gonna get another one today or yeah. this week because da- it was like surprising how good pickles are. With chicken. Crispy chicken sandwich. Right. But, but, but you guys, Uh-oh. number one, these are your secret ingredients, you friggin' morons. <laughs> Butter, mayonnaise, and pickles. <laughs> How has it never been done before? My brain explodes. My taste buds. Who would ever have dreamed of putting these three ingredients together with chicken? <laughs> like, this is, this is, my reaction to this was like, we have been accepting trash chicken sandwiches for a long time if this is what's blowing our minds. Art, you're a big fan of the Wendy's crispy chicken. You're an idiot. Oh, okay. dude. All the, no, for that. For that. For not okay. for other things. Just oh, specific. Dear, dear. Bring down Wendy's spicy chicken. Junk. It's a junk sandwich and no one puts mayonnaise and pickles on the sandwich. I agree. It's it, And butter. What a simple oh, thing. So good. Spend on butter. Oh, It was also like a, I was surprised it was like a $7 sandwich. The sandwich oh, what the heck? by itself, but it was so good. I also like that I came in here, I harped on you guys. I was like, what did you review and recommendation for 45 minutes last week? And now I'm reviewing Apparently it's chicken, chicken sandwiches. Sandwich. <laughs> the other major scandal, and, you know, A&W ought to quit talking about their grass-fed cr- and start talking about how they were doing this for years. Yeah. The Buddy Chicken Burger is it the same exact thing? It's like a brioche bun. It is. They got, got pickles on it. No, no lettuce. They oh. got pickles all right, all and right. mayonnaise. You're making me hungry. Okay, put it in the bag, hey, bear. Put the chicken in the pickles on a chicken sandwich. Why don't of we get a Popeyes? AMW was doing it first. Why don't we get a Popeyes? So the last thing I have to review and recommendation is actually another podcast. It's called Reply All. It's a show about the internet. Uh, it comes from PJ Vote and Alex Goldman. Their former show is called TLDR. It's, it's kind of a same same format, and now it's part of Gimlet, which is like a company created 
as a podcast company. And they've just brought on a new host, a guy who did, who did a lot of reporting for them before, named Emmanuel Jochi. And this latest podcast is about America's hottest talk line, which in episode six of this podcast, we somehow accidentally managed to call. And this <laughs> podcast explains it. Accidentally? We didn't accidentally call. We intentionally called it well no we but we called it but there could have been a routing thing with like if you listen to this story mm -hmm. the way this company primetel could have like snaked their way into this number which was originally on a promo photo of captain marvel's uniform or, you know costume and thing and so oh, the number right. was hidden in I there remember this. and it was previously on the what was it life of zach and cody something brian something something yeah like sweet, life of, life of sweet life of zach and cody that's yeah yeah, yeah it, it answers all the questions that we kind and we're like, what the heck? What is the deal with this? So the the, yeah. the phone disconnected on us um, before mm -hmm. we had a chance to do anything. That is explained in the show. Mm -hmm. Why? I just however, if you get in before it disconnects, you can ultimately eventually talk to people. Well, and there is a conversation in yeah. here um, with a lady from uh, somewhere down south, and it's uh, it's fascinating, like Tennessee or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely fascinating. Uh, would recommendation that podcast because it, it was all about, I think it was that only because it was like hundreds and thousands even of numbers directed to this mm, placeholder America's hottest talk line, but only some of them actually did function as like a chat line. Is that right? Uh, that, like yeah, that? yeah like I believe the outgoing that's... message was almost like a placeholder. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't just have the number, you have to have something on it. But, oh. you know, they kind of glossed over, don't get me wrong, it's a phenomenal podcast. Reply All, I started listening to it um, last summer, and I've religiously, it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's, so it's one of the best mm. produced, best uh, journalism on the internet. But They also um, don't get into 15-minute tangents about chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, turn this garbage pot off and go listen to the file. But no, but the one thing that they did gloss over was like that does. I mean, they mentioned Marvel, and we all, you know, were so meowsy about how Marvel was, you know, put that number in their uh, movie. But why wouldn't Marvel have just done a quick ten-second dial up this phone number and realize it went to this placeholder America's hottest talk line when they knew that this visible phone number was in their multi-million dollar movie did they know though because like that reddit person had to zoom into the phone number so it's like i think mm -hmm. this was just a prop phone that they had um and maybe they just didn't realize that the phone like somebody was like or you know, if you can zoom in, you can still clearly see the phone number. Right. Okay. All right. So it was completely unintentional. All right, I could see that. And essentially what the podcast finds out is that this is just it. If, if there's any phone number that doesn't belong to somebody, pretty much this company for all their different reasons, uh, just scoops them up and then plunks this talk line message on it. It's kind huh. of fascinating. It's the same way that uh, people will register Goofle or Google because it's very <laughs> close to Google um, and because they're trying to get or mistyped URLs. They're trying to get misdialed numbers. Or like yes. White Noise Baby Sleep. Yes, precisely. Very similar Gaming to White the Noise system. Baby Sleep. Yeah. There's a point in that episode, though, it, that where it really had me hooked 
because they they were talking to somebody about I think it was like about the head of Prime Tell or whatever, and the guy revealed that it was a female. Very he was mysterious. like he was he was kind of jokingly saying like man I I wish I could take her to lunch and pick her brain or whatever, and then I guess he sort of realized halfway through the conversation that the investigator like Emmanuel didn't actually know who he was talking about. So he's like oh so you've indicated it's it's a she. Uh, and then he gets all sheepish and gun shy and was like, uh, I don't think I want to say anything else. And then uh, change the pronoun know. to they. Yeah. Yeah. To try and throw and so off the I path. thought, I thought he maybe got into like some sort of like mob stuff or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is getting really yeah. interesting and yeah. juicy. Well, what I found was unusual about this particular podcast in terms of like how it fits in with the greater show of Reply All is. Usually Reply All gets every single angle, and I found that not being able to talk to the person who actually owns Primetel, this phone yeah, company, yeah. to not be able to get hold of them was like a big glaring hole in this story. That's what I really wanted. Yes, but that would have been the climax, don't yes, you Yes, but I think the point of this story is that they have mafia-level mm. silence around them, you know, like, this is it's built on obfuscation. Hmm. Art Aronson, let's have a review and recommendation from you. Uh, I finished the fourth season of Kim's Convenience. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't laugh. I want to hear about this. Everybody laughed so about Shit's Creek. Everybody laughed about Cobra Kai. I'm not saying but it's going to become... But those things just came out! So did Kim's Convenience. I just did that show. Uh, so I'm laughing because it's just a very network TV <laughs> thing for you to be watching. It's a, Well, that's what Shit's Creek was. I didn't watch yeah, that. That was on Netflix too, though. Listen, I'm not saying it's going to become one of those shows. It's uh, yes, it's Canadian content, CBC produced show. Uh, I think that it's it's pretty good. I'm not. It might be the next show that gets a little more popularity. Simi Simu Leo. Yeah, Simu Leo. He's ta- on tap to play the first Asian superhero for Marvel. Shang Chi. Chang Chi. Yeah, he's the he's like one of the leads of this show. And you don't like him. I don't think he's the greatest actor, no. <laughs> um hopefully he surprises me in the Shang Chi when if when and if we ever <laughs> if, get that. Yeah. When and if we ever get that. Uh but Kim's Convenience is just it's a very simple show, but it's it's one of those shows that you can just Watch and go to sleep. To. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's really it's, it's it's really nice that way. And I think we just need more of those types of shows right now with all the hard shit that's going on in the world right no, now. No, you're right. I just, again, I think the other reason I'm laughing is that I am imagining you, and I know this isn't how you live because I've been to your house, but like I'm imagining you in like a barca lounger with uh, like a, a crocheted blanket across just your knees and your cat. The cat is sitting on your lap, you're petting it, and you're just like. Kim's Convenience is a oh good show, God. little kitty. Like, no, and then you nod off in the and one of those little chairs. dinner tables, like that you bring the to table your, tr- little the table tray. Yeah. Tray. Yes, I'm an 88 year old man. That's what I mean. That's what that show is no, for. No, no, it, it strikes no. me though. It strikes no, me that like, for like 62 year old folks who are like no swearing in this. I prefer. <laughs> okay, so our contributor, common contributor to this podcast. Caleb Kirby. Yeah. I said to him to watch Cobra Kai, and I told him to watch Shit's Creek, and he laughed at me both times. Mm. And then he watched them and was like, I fucking love these shows. Ha! So here but we go. Kim's, Kim's convenience. convenience. I'm like, hey, why would you stop <laughs> listening to me now? Listen, I love Caleb Kirby very much, and I love this about Caleb Kirby, but there's nothing he doesn't like. 
He's never said a that's bad word about uh, any. No, that's not true. What? I can't. I can't. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, only movie he's ever seen. <laughs> that he has. Do you think? No. And when he, he doesn't like everything. something, boy, he doesn't like something. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's, a, it's a show. It's it's an Asian inspired show, and I like that. So I also I like thought. It. I think I'm laughing because I thought you were going to review and double down on that Comey thing that like sh- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. political Jane. intrigue miniseries from Showtime and he's like Kim's convenience. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> well, I was going to but then I heard that you guys had already talked about well, the Comey Real role. quick, I waxed oh, way too long no. about it last week but just late. real quick about what did you think? Okay, so this is told through the eyes of James Comey. We know all that. Just what did you know? That's that's the biggest <laughs> takeaway. I talked like he's the hero he's whatever and uh, i just thought it was interesting to see the trump administration and the transition of power from the obama administration to the trump administration and how comey dealt with all the new pieces all the new power pieces and how he tried to navigate that through going through this investigation with the clinton emails mm. that's interesting but in the end you have to realize who the source is and this guy quite frankly he's He's up and down. What do you mean? Like, his credibility is up and down. It really is. You think so? I think so, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I, I took it with a grain of salt, but it's it's well-produced. I think Jeff Daniels is great, really good, and I thought Gleason was really good as well as Trump. Like, you got Alec Baldwin playing the goofy Trump on SNL, right. but you got Brennan Gleason having to play the actual serious Trump here, and he he's really good. So, uh, full marks to production. Um is it worth watching the whole thing? Mm. I don't know. Like, if you're really interested in American politics, and because uh, he has a line in it where he goes, I decided the election. I was like, well, that's a little... Arrogant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, that's a little arrogant to think that. I think there was a lot of factors that went into deciding that election. So, um, yeah, if you take it with a big grain of salt and realize this is all through uh, Comey's eyes, then you might enjoy it. Because I... Didn't take it with a grain of salt. I like took it right. What's the opposite of grain of salt? I'm gonna say it's a, of sugar. a snort of pepper right up the nose. Wow. So I took it. <laughs> wow, the both of you. Wow. <laughs> I took it. <laughs> what is going? I just like just hoovered up a bunch of pepper with this show. Okay, all right. And uh, I thought it. Uh, yeah, and I thought it was. Uh, Good. I thought it was fair and even-handed, and that's why I like all these reviews that are like, this is a bunch of stupid trash, and Comey's a monster and all this. I'm just like, mm, I think that's biased. This, this yeah, feels I don't think, he's, I don't think he's a monster, but he's playing himself up to be the hero here. Yeah. And maybe he is. He is in his eyes, so. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, Pobody's nerfic, that's for sure. So, okay. And also, the other one last thought I had about it, about that show is that the guy who plays Obama does a good job. Yeah, yeah he's good. But um, him and the guy who plays Trump need to switch ears <laughs> because the Trump guy's ears stick out real su- at the side of his head and the Obama guy's lay kind of flat. And oh, that's in, not right. In real life, it's the opposite. Yeah. I thought, how funny that they could just switch ears and they would be better. Any other reviews or recommendations? Geekout Podcast, where you can find great content on things like political shows and chicken sandwiches. <laughs> chicken sandwiches. <laughs> um, I'll uh, quickly review the, the video game, which is free for download on Nintendo Switch right now, Super Mario 35. Oh, yeah. Is this where 35 people play at once? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, you're only playing against... Well, you didn't know about Tetris 99, did you? What? <laughs> yeah. That it's, wasn't just a year? You're, so you're just playing... 
playing Super Mario by yourself, but you're playing it against, at the same time, 34 other people. And every time that they kill a bad guy, it comes to your screen and you can target other players. And <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's super, super fun. It's like, it, if, if you're good at Super Mario, if you've got all that muscle memory in your thumbs, yeah, exactly, and you can be real good at it, it you know, is really a, an interesting challenge, but not much more than that. But for free, and it's fun, and I'm enjoying it. And uh, I got, I was in third place. Oh, dude. Last night out of the third. Yeah, yeah, well that's done. the best I've done so far. Thank you. Yeah, I suck at that game, and that would just, just, just give me a coronary. <laughs> Kirsten James, where can we find you on Instagram? Kirsten.James. We all have great photos of your vacation of recentness. recentness. Art Aronson. Oh, wait, I have oh, one more yes. thing. Yes, Kirsten. I'm pregnant. What? what? <laughs> no, you're not. What the hell? <laughs> yep. Are you? Yes. Wait, what? Congratulations. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you oh kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is not social distancing. Oh, you were smiling like you were totally joking. Are you kidding me? No. I'm surprised yeah, that the first thing Art I'm didn't say me. was, oh, I knew it. shit. Congratulations. <laughs> Oh Brian, are you still there? Yeah, my head's Brian, isn't that right? <laughs> oh my god, wow! That's so wonderful. Oh my god! What do you I mean? totally thought you were How joking. would I know that? Because all summer you've been like, party cursed and it's gone, and this sucks, and we're party cursed that far along. Really? Wow. Well, you don't normally tell people until uh, you're three months along. But are you that far? Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I, it sucks that I'm not there right now, Kirsten. Oh, my goodness. I saved it for the end of the wow. podcast. Wow. That's wow. Thank you for telling us before you or Johnny's parents. <laughs> You're welcome. I assume. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Podcast first, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. I, can't wait. I can't wait to review and recommendate your baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, we can finish the podcast now. I just, I didn't. I was gonna like try to sneak it in review and recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Paul was talking about all those condoms earlier. Oh I my god! Like, I don't know. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what What do I say That's next? So what happens nice. next? Uh, I'm what not happens sure. After what, me, I don't uh, know. Art. I knew it. There you go. <laughs> Did you? Did you? There you go. Because party Kirsten is gone. Art. Um, Art. Art Aronson. Inso- inconsequential. I don't know. Uh, at, <laughs> at, at Art Aronson. Uh, also uh, co-host between the Stammers. We got our 5,000th download. Sparks! This week. So that's great. Good work. Awesome. Who, Good work. Who knew we could get there? Yeah. Kind of a letdown after Kirsten's news. <laughs> Brian, top this. Yeah, really. You should have saved Kim convenient for now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, well, I, uh, that's that's amazing, Kirsten. I, I, man, I wish I was there right now. But then at the same time, I can't really hug you, so I guess it's fine too. Um, I'm at Boytano nine one three, Twitter and Instagram. And I miss you all. And I, I might watch Kim's Convenience now. Art, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Can't wait till the next podcast when you uh, review and recommendation corner gas. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, that was just low. Oh my god, that warms my heart. No, I seriously. No, I think I'll I'll think I'll check it out. I'll think I'll check it out. Now, now it makes sense why I reviewed and recommendation a chicken sandwich for ten minutes. Yeah, no freaking kidding, right? Jeez, pregnancy cravings. Paul Pastino. That's amazing. I'm Paul Pastino.
Um, I'm Webmeister Bonino Socials and Well Shook. Um, this has been the Zones Geek Up podcast, episode 105. Uh, thanks for listening. Holy hell, what news. Um, bye! The Geek Out podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner. Well, if there's one thing I can count on you to do... It's yell. It's yell. <laughs> and reaction. Um, I also farted by accident. I don't know if you guys smell that. <laughs> I got so excited oh, I farted. Shit. Did you hear that? No. Or, I mean, did you smell that? No. I felt bad. Bud is closest to me. He probably smelled it a little bit. I'm so sorry. No.